0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit Freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: In the studio, it is myself, the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me?
2: It's Nikki.
1: And Richie Rich. Previous to the show, Richie Rich, you and I were discussing uh Black Friday a little bit. Uh and have you? Did you go and do any shopping on Black Friday? Uh, online, I did. Okay, did, but did you go yeah, out? No,
0: I. Okay, I haven't right. gone out for Black Friday shopping for a long, since I got you, the internet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't have to anymore. Right. Because
1: yeah. tomorrow's Cyber Monday and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, you felt- kind
2: of have like this whole like two weeks to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, and everybody's it's turned been, into that, and yeah. everybody's been advertising early Black Friday for right. the last two Black weeks. weeks anyway. Yeah. So one one of the coolest
0: things about living in Hawaii in the internet age. Right was like all the online sales started at midnight Eastern time, and so I like eat my Thanksgiving dinner and then just jump oh, online yeah. and buy a whole bunch of stuff because yeah. it's still like six o'clock at night over there, you know. And I'd have all my Black Friday shopping done before I went to bed. Um, my sister, on the other hand, is a Black Friday holic. Like they don't do Thanksgiving dinner anymore, just so she has time to go shopping. Oh wow, wow.
2: Yeah. Well, I know, I know I was having this discussion with one person because we were debating. Because my stance is, if I don't have to leave my house to go... Like, you could not pay me enough money to wake up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning to go wait at Walmart and fight some Karen for a TV. You could not pay me enough money to do that. But her thing was, she likes to touch things and, you know, actually lay her eyes on them before she buys them. Yeah. Yeah, before she buys them as presents. But for me, I'm like, no, I'll buy a whole bunch of stuff online, and if I don't like it, I'll return it. I just... It's so much easier.
1: Well, apparently, if you did go out uh, for Black Friday, um, it was uh, slim. Like, the the crowd's just... Well, because everything's online. Now, everything's
0: online, and Black Friday, like you said, Nikki, lasts a couple weeks. Yeah. Like, there have been Black
1: Friday sales going on since, you know, beginning of November. The headline here from Zero Hedge reads, The consumer economy has completely collapsed. It's a ghost town for holiday shopping everywhere. Okay. It's a pretty bold uh, claim. I've seen a conflicting one that this was like the biggest
0: Black Friday in history, well, partly due to inflation.
2: You know what it is, though? To me, like what I'm seeing is malls and department stores are dying Yeah, because people are shopping online. So it just seems to be a shift.
1: So uh, the article says, crowds, I see nothing. I'm surprised, retail worker Jeremy Pritchett told Fox 2, quote, normally it's wrapped all the way around the building. Today, no one. That's the typical ground report from areas all over the country. No one, literally almost no one, is doing any holiday shopping, and the traditional Black Friday rush to get deals and discounts just didn't happen.
0: Yeah, because it's not Black Friday anymore. Like I said, it's like the whole month of November. Even that whole Cyber Monday thing, right? Like I I do most of my shopping on Amazon because it's convenient and I pay for Prime. Yeah. Whatever. Don't care.
1: Um, well but, i use purse so that you know i like can yeah. get the discount and you know continue double, to yeah, double dip y- y- on it yeah
0: okay either way so i track again I, this i talked to you a little bit about this you know pretty sure i track stuff i want mm-hmm. religiously i will check in multiple times a day because amazon moves the price i use honey i use camel mm-hmm. camel camel i have an app on my tablet that you know gives me price updates so i'm like i'm paying attention yeah right and so they go like black friday sale like okay, so now I can look to see what actually moved, yep. and not much did for stuff I was shopping for. Right, but then as soon as you know Saturday hit, right, they just changed the tag from Black Friday sale to Cyber Monday sale. Same stuff for the same, same, price. Stuff, the yeah. same yeah. price. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, the quotes continue. Uh, Usually at this time of year, you struggle to find parking. This year, I haven't had an issue getting a parking spot. Said Marshall Cohen, chief industry advisor of the NPD Group, Incorporated. That must be some sort of a Shopping, thing uh, they do include a uh, a video uh, which you know I, I'll describe to you. It's a lady opening the doors for Black Friday, and there's a guy with a camera, and in walks one dude. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. It's not the uh, rush of shoppers uh, trying to maul each other, and you know people getting stampeded over the you know discount television at the Walmart or whatever it is. So
0: I remember my first Black Friday experience before I knew what Black Friday was. Yeah. Like, we had Thanksgiving dinner, because we were, you know, teenagers, high school age. We're like, let's just go out, you know? Like, we got the days off, let's go do something. Like, yeah. well, where do you want to go? Well, just go go to Walmart, right? Because why not? And it's a big store, and again, video games. Yep. And, and, you know, they had the, the sample games out there. Okay. And we get to Walmart, and, I'm, and I made a joke. I said, man, there's, like, there's no place to park, you know? And we get to Walmart, and they're closed, because they don't open until midnight. Uh. So we mess around for a few hours, and then go back to Walmart- and lo and behold, there's no place to park. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so the line at midnight, that this was a midnight Walmart opening, was like out the door, down the side of the building, and down one end of the parking lot.
1: Right. It's like a, the premiere of, like, you know, Star Wars 2 or whatever. Something right? like
0: yeah. that. Except in this case, when we finally got close enough and we we're like, what, what are people doing here? This lady comes out. She's like so excited. She's like, it's the spam. It's 99 cents a can.
1: Let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Pedreg calling from New Mexico. Pedreg, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Nikki, as bad as things are getting in the whole world, let's see if we can hold it together so we can reach a compromise. You have a chessboard. You have black pieces. You have white pieces. Which one do you, which side do you choose?
2: Mm, I don't know. Probably black.
3: You lose the first mover advantage. The first move. So in front there you have a bunch of pawns, right? And I have a bunch of white pawns. But if nobody moves,
0: then the pigeon poops on the board and kicks over all the pieces. Declares itself. I guess away.
3: there's a whole bunch of open ground there, right? We're, we we want to take the ground, but a knight can jump over a pond, Correct. Yep. Yeah. Two forward, one over, something like that. Yep. But who's the most important piece on that board? I mean, who is everybody protecting, Nikki?
2: I mean, the king, right?
3: What, what's the king do? How many moves can the king make?
2: One.
3: <laughs> In one space. That's all he's allowed to take, one space. How far can the queen move?
2: She can move all over the board.
3: That's correct. So who's to keep, protect the queen?
1: The pawns. The
2: pawns, yeah, I guess.
1: And the knights and the rooks. I mean, all yeah. the rest of the pieces, basically. Yeah.
3: The castles can't move without the pawn moving. If the pond's not out of the way, the castle can't move.
1: I hope they this is going somewhere.
3: Over the pond. Yeah, so. Sir?
1: So, what, what's your point, Padre?
3: My point is that without the queen, there can't be a king. Okay. Well, That's my point.
1: All right. At the American Dream Mall in East Rutherford, New Jersey, there were no lines outside stores. A Toys R Us employee was handing out flyers with a list of Black Friday doorbuster promotions. Wait, Toys R Us?
2: I was about to say, didn't they already go out of business like yeah. three years ago?
1: I think uh, other stores have bought the brand and they do like pop-up stores around yeah. this time of year. I think there are franchises as well. So like the is corporate, really? I think the okay. corporate one is is done and like the franchises, I don't know. Oh man. I don't know. I don't Don't take my word for it. Look it up yourself. Uh, Not happen. The author says it's almost kafka to see how the media are continuing to maintain economic pretenses, yet the reality of a completely collapsed consumer economy is physically staring them in the face. Uh, they have some quotes from some places, apparently. Uh, Bloomberg, for example. Activity light at one San Francisco mall, 4.40 p.m. At the Stonestown Mall in San Francisco, shoppers were few and far between. The Target and Zara stores were mostly empty, and there was no line for the mall's Santa Claus.
0: Can I just say, I think the article has the right idea and is drawing the right conclusion, but the evidence they're using is fallacious. Is that fair? I mean... Like, the consumer collapse is around the corner. Right. With inflation and everything else and wages and whatnot. Like, that that seems almost inevitable to me. Uh, but we're also in a digital era where the malls have been dying for, you know, over a decade. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. so to try to make your claim that, you know, the the con, you know the consumer prices are going down or, you know, the consumer economy is going down because no one's going to malls seems to,
1: like you're using the wrong evidence. Well, they're not just saying specifically No, They had one example of a mall, but they're also saying, you know, stores like Target. At a Target store on Chicago's north side, the parking lot was barely half full at 9 a.m., uh, I, I assume everyone no wants to, to get Black shot. Friday. Well, yeah. there is that. But, but they've outlawed guns. <laughs> it should be safe. Uh, shoppers were greeted with $3 ornaments and discounted Christmas trees when entering, and the store seemed calm and relatively quiet. The Macy's in Stanford, Connecticut was neat and orderly, maybe a little too neat and orderly on a day associated with shopping chaos. The furniture section was clearly deserted, though there were more shoppers looking at shoes. So.
2: So a few months ago I went to a antique like a giant antique sale in Western Massachusetts and it was maybe a week long and let me tell you that entire week it was packed. I don't know how it was kind of in the downtown I forget what of which town but it was you know it covered a lot of land there were tons of booths set up and it was swamped the entire week. So I don't think necessarily consumerism is dying, but I do think there is a shift where the stuff you're getting at the department stores and Forever 21, the quality is just garbage. Yeah. You know, like when I'm thinking of gifts I want to give people for Christmas, I'm not thinking of Forever 21 in their like tissue paper t-shirts. Yep. You know, like I would, you know, I want to go get a set of cast iron pans at the antique sale, you know? Yep.
1: Uh if you uh, are looking for stocking stuffers that are uh, lightweight uh, yet valuable I suggest back scratchers. Oh. I I suggest gold backs. Oh okay.
2: Gold back scratchers. Gold backs.
1: Uh because, you know, uh, the one is worth, you know, roughly $4 mm. and I don't know which camera it's on we'll Hold oh, up me. to whichever camera. We'll just pass it around. Yeah. Ooh. Um
2: Ooh, and uh. you know they're valuable,
1: right? So like one of the philosophies that i have is just bring value wherever you go yeah right be of value and everything else will work itself out so if you start a new job and maybe it's not the job you wanted right but you have other skills within the job just try and find times and places for you to exercise those skills within that job bring them more value the more value you exert the more valuable you become to your employer and the less likely you are to get fired for maybe, example maybe well if if anything else it allows you to continue to exercise
0: those skills i said back scratchers because i still have the back scratcher that the captain gave me nice. and i use it
1: regularly the telescoping yeah. yes i i do too i keep one at the uh, at the computer desk and i got one in the bedroom as well uh they they are handy and they were cheap, right? You know, I bought like a 100 of them or something for, I don't know, a buck a piece or something. It was something. a gift.
0: I didn't ask you how much they cost.
1: Yeah. I just went, ooh, I'm nah, using I, that. It might have been more. They were like 2 okay. bucks a piece right. or something in bulk. All right. Because mm. I used to buy and do some uh, like flea market type buy and sell stuff. And so I still had a supplier and that's where I got them from. Nice. Uh, they might have even been left over from like a previous sale or okay. something. And I was like, oh, I'll give these out for Christmas. Yeah. Or and they fit in a stocking too. Yeah. Just yeah. Apparently the Biden administration and the railroad unions got together. They hashed out a thing. And the railroad union is like, ah, you forgot paid sick leave. And so now they're threatening a strike. Uh, The lack of paid sick leave in the contract seems to be the major sticking point for the unions that are once again threatening to strike.
0: So I'm generally not a fan of government enforced unions, right? Collective bargaining, all the other stuff. You know, if if you want to join a union, fine. Um, I'm not a fan of forcing employers to deal with unions if they don't want to uh, or, you know, or making that a legal mandate or, you know. If they want to go on strike, fine. But if you're going to get replaced,
1: fine. Well, and like government institutional unions are just ridiculous. Right. Like, do you need a policeman's union? You're already praying by the but, government. But right? in, in this
0: case, right, a, a union or, an, or a job role, right, the, the role of the railroad road worker has so much leverage, right, from a worker's perspective. If you don't pay us, the whole economy shuts down. Mm. Right, and how long is it going to take you to get back up and running with other means of distribution? Right. So they hold they they hold like so much negotiating power. Right. That you might as well use it.
1: Yeah, I, and this is it's sort of a microcosm of the potential for people in well any country to stand up to tyranny. Right. Uh, they they don't realize that like there are way more of us. Yeah. there are of them and all you need to do is step up and uh, unfortunately that seems to have uh, gone the way of the dodo here in the united states of america save for some folks uh making their way to new hampshire yeah for the larger freedom
0: movement but a lot of places you know the the whole we're unionizing the apple store we're unionizing starbucks right because they're the big com. as well you, you know you that job itself doesn't need the same skill set as a railroad worker. Right. So you're infinitely more replaceable. Right. So you don't have as much stroke as you might want
1: unless other people refuse to take the job. Right. Well, and the right. fact of the matter, something like Starbucks could collapse tomorrow and all their stores could close, and probably within a year, if there was demand for it, all those stores would be reopened just with some other name and it would still right. be serving coffee. You would still, the consumer demand would still be filled right. some other way. Right. Yeah. Uh, The unions have asked for 15 paid sick days per year, but the railroad settled on giving one additional personal day on top of existing vacation allowances, Reuters reports. A potential shutdown, the result of either a strike or a lockout, could cost the U.S. economy as much as $2 billion per day. That's a lot of money. Seems to be. But, you know, what, what products or services are they transporting? Well, I mean... It's the rail line, so it's you know two of the big four. Yeah. So half of whatever they transport, right? And that's a lot. Major, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Antifa. That's that's intriguing. It's,
1: um, it's different than Unclefa. It's Antifa. <laughs> N- Uncle-fa? Uh, yeah. Let's let's be careful with our. No, I'm I, I'm
4: not even gonna try to figure <laughs> that one out.
1: Yeah, I was making a joke. What's on your mind, Major?
4: Well. You remember last night I talked to him about that the last Roman emperor standing. Yep, yep. And he was on the outpost in Tasmania, printing yep. up his own rough coins. I think he's responsible for a couple of our words. Okay. Spontius was his name. Yep. And I'm thinking sponsorship because he's printing out these coins, trying to buy an army to save the realm, and maybe even spontaneity, as he had to do it right quick and make up his own damn mind in the you know heat of a.
1: Seems like a reasonable... Very uh,
4: crazy situation.
1: Seems like a reasonable stretch.
4: But uh, anyway, there might but, be uh, a few more, but those are just a couple that popped into my head. I mean, we are we are based in Latin.
1: It's true. It's true. What else but, is on your uh, mind?
4: Well, the other thing that you gave me an opening for this, because you, because you were talking about there's a lot more of us than there are of them, is the craziness in China. Yeah. I mean, they started welding cell doors on the floors of apartment buildings so you couldn't go visit your downstairs neighbor or even get out on the street to get your food and whatnot, shooting all the dogs. And the people are just fed up and they're rising in the streets.
1: If you can find the footage, and I'm speaking to our listeners, if you can find the footage, I suggest you do. Uh, Go and see what people, oppressed people, fighting for their freedom look like because. uh, Without guns. Well, right, but it's like we're. We're like a baby step away from that. Right? Except we have guns. Okay, but that's the degree the degree of separation that's exists a, That's a specific degree of separation. But it exists specifically because of that. <laughs> Understood.
4: Well, Ricky has a very important point. They've been disarming the population of Europe for centuries. Oh, yeah. Beginning of World War II and probably World War I, they were begging us for anything that would throw a ball.
1: Well, and the thing the thing that happens every time in history when you disarm a population is people die en masse every time in history. Look it up.
4: Well, consider Britain. After they banned all the guns, people were still killing each other, so then they decided they were going to ban knives. Yeah. Give me a break.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, and that's the thing. It's like you can kill somebody with anything you want. Yes. You know, you could... There's infinite amounts of ways to kill somebody. So taking away guns isn't going to take away murder or suicide or anything. Right.
1: All it's going to do is give governments more control over their tax cattle population. We have Jill calling. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live.
2: Well, you know with me.
1: I have a right. secret computer thing that tells me that it was you.
2: He's psychic. Okay. Does she have the uh, V? <laughs> regarding this threatened railroad strike.
3: Yeah.
5: From what I understand, there are no private railroads left in this country, are there? Didn't the government take them all over and name it all Amtrak? <laughs>
1: um, As far as, you know, for... Uh, Cross-country, perhaps? I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, what do we call it, uh, pedestrians? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Transport passengers? And passengers, yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, passenger transport, yeah, I think Amtrak is the, the only thing going uh, if you want to take a trip... Uh, Via train uh, in the United States, Amtrak is the only thing that exists.
5: Well, as as the freight trains, I didn't know there were any private freight railroads either left.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to do some research on that, but uh, it sounds like you would know more about it than I would at this point. This is one of those weird areas where
0: monopoly doesn't really seem like a bad idea. Right. It does
1: like, to
0: me. How many cross? How many cross country railroad tracks do you actually need to transport products? And is a capitalist I don't think going to go through?
5: Not allow it.
0: Well, I'm not saying they I... shouldn't allow it. I'm just saying, like, this is one of those areas where I believe a natural monopoly might come mm-hmm. to fruition. Yeah. You
5: mean a, na- a monopoly, de facto monopoly, and not one imposed by the government?
0: Yeah, right. Like, if if you want oh, to, if you no. wanted to start another railroad, a cross country railroad. In America today, absent the state, right, you have to buy up every parcel of land between point A and point B, and then lay the tracks, and then buy the you know buy the train carts and et cetera, hire the people, and there's already a track that does that, right? So what's the well, motivation?
5: And the government the government claims ownership. I don't know about freight trains, but I thought it did, and I think they. I don't see that they have a right to make the taxpayers pay higher yeah. higher taxes to, to run the railroads. Now, if they're doing it some other way, well, that's a different thing. But yeah. I wanted to find out what the facts were.
0: Yeah, well, and to be clear, then, I'm not arguing that the government should own the railroad, right? What I'm saying is because of the scope of the endeavor, right, it seems like one market competitor is enough. As long as she's getting coffee, I hope she's making a sandwiches too. What was that sandwich? the The bread. Oh, uh, the bulky, bulky,
1: bulky. Yeah, I'll take a bulky that's a, sandwich. That's a New England uh, variety of roll, bigger than a hamburger bun. Like I have problems with like the regular grocery brand hamburger buns. They're so small. Okay. Right. Like now, on one hand, it makes the burger look huge. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know what i mean if you know what i mean but like i don't know have they gotten smaller as i've gotten older or were they always that same size
0: i well i feel like they've gotten smaller yeah and at the same time um i have gotten bigger right and my only problem with the small buns is is i like to load my burger yeah with toppings and stuff, yep. and so the small buns don't really hold it. But right. if you were just having, like, a cheeseburger with, like, you know, patty
1: and cheese, right? just eat two, man. It's, right. all, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're almost closer to a slider roll, in my opinion, than, than a hamburger bun, right? Yeah. You got to buy the big Anyway, the bulky is something I didn't hear of until I moved to, to New Hampshire. And I've I just been learned all about it country. earlier. I, I've lived all over the country. Like, there's hoagies. There's all different types of rolls. But I was just at a place and they had these rules. They're called bulky, and I'm like, "What's a bulky?" And they're like, "Oh, it's just a type of a sandwich." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So I'll, I'll take one then. Know, apparently, they're you know big enough to hold a burger, right? Right. You know, so bulky.
0: So, so now we get those burger buns when we're making burgers, and then we can really load up the toppings.
1: Yes. Yeah. They yeah. they are. Uh, they're. The way the bulky rolls are uh, are such that I believe you would be able to load up on the toppings. You yeah. know, they're not going to fall apart because your burger's juicy or whatever that kind of thing. Uh, you missed the, you missed the discussion on bulkies.
2: No, I just caught the tail end of it. Okay,
1: does that ring a bell? Do you know about this thing? I mean, she's from around here, so it's probably oh, a thing that's always been. It's
2: not a thing everywhere. No, no I yeah, never see? heard of
1: bulky really? until I moved a here. A bulky roll? Yeah. And I just learned about it tonight because Captain mentioned really? it. Really? I looked it up on Wikipedia. It's like a New England you... form of roll. Uh, Wait, role. hang yeah.
2: on. Okay, this is important. Do you not eat. So in other parts eat, of the yes. world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. This is um, not I'm, Ethiopia. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around this. So, when people eat sandwiches in other parts of the world, do they have bulky rolls? Though it's like a hamburger roll. I, I, you know? I know
1: what it is. Uh, I've never heard them referred to as bulky. rolls. So, what do you call them? Well, there's different types of bread. Uh, the ones that yeah. I like the best are Kaiser rolls.
2: Yeah, yeah. Kaiser rolls are like the brioche.
1: I, I, I also like potato rolls. Yes. those are delicious. Oh, so that's what you call them? Well, uh, you call but them bulky whatever rolls. It's is. own thing,
2: though. No, it's different, though.
1: Correct, but like they don't exist anywhere outside of New England. Antifa extremists. Stage plans to burn down Tesla outlets following Twitter bans,
2: which is hilarious because didn't they love Twitter? I mean, not Tesla, Twitter, Tesla, yep. like three weeks ago.
0: I, yeah, so that was one of the greatest memes. Is like, oh, look at the look we on Elon's We love Tesla.
2: We love you, Elon.
0: Look at the look on Elon's face yeah. when his Twitter
1: Twitter employees leave and yeah, cars exactly. that he made. Yeah. Uh, The article states, as revenge for Elon Musk suspending violent extremist accounts on Twitter, specifically Antifa in Portland, are organizing arson attacks on Tesla locations tonight, reported uh, somebody called No, NGO.
2: I just don't get why people think that's a good idea and why they think, like, how are you going to set something on fire that belongs to someone else and think you're the good guy?
1: Are they setting the the cars on fire? The outlets, Well, still, it's like you're going to... Yeah, it'd be like, you know, burning down a gas station because you're upset with, uh, you know, Arco. Okay.
2: Still. <laughs> right. Yeah. It,
1: that, that's that's what, that's what the thing is, right? right. These people are upset with uh, Musk, so they're going to burn down the Tesla fueling stations. Go. Or, or charging stations, I guess is probably more accurate. Uh, following his takeover of Twitter, Chief Twit Elon Musk has quickly begun to address many of the platform's problems. Musk intends for Twitter to be a platform for legal free speech has moved a crackdown on terrorists and violent far-left extremists who have for many years been a fixture on Twitter and used it to organize riots. Now Tesla, which Musk owns, has become the target of violent retaliation by far-left militants angered by the suspension of their accounts. This week, Musk moved to ban a pro-Palestinian resistance group called Jisser Collective, which promoted and celebrated terrorist acts against Israeli civilians. They got some screenshots of... Yeah, that kind of a thing, and Musk and agreed, that's not okay. In a separate thread, Musk called for members of the public to report violations of the site's terms of service against child sexual exploitation and far-left extremist violence. I you like know? how he wrapped those two together. Yeah. I, this has obviously got a slant. Right? Okay. So the yeah, Rebel News is, is a little bit of a righty publication. Right. So, of course, you know, they're going to publish anything that sort of blasts the lefties. So... All right. um, one of the reasons I rarely bring, you know, from this particular source, partisan sources. Yeah, I, right. I mean, all sources are partisan in one way or another. Some more extreme than others. This one is a little bit more extreme.
0: Being able to identify which is which is also important.
1: It is very key. I do want to talk about drugs in, in space. space. That's she right. She missed it again. I know. She's looking I at her it.
0: phone
2: when
1: you give the circle cue. What are you? What are you high?
0: A little
2: bit.
1: She's on. <laughs> she's already in space. Yeah. Hey, hey. man. Uh, this is from Reason. dot com. How to use drugs in space? Uh, I saw this headline and I was like, okay. So as a guy who smoked a fair amount of marijuana in his time, I know that you can't really just spark up and smoke in like a space shuttle or at yeah, the space station you need because oxygen. Right. It 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 depletes the oxygen. Right? Okay. So, so is breathing, so okay, but oh, you, I
2: was thinking like uh, in like space space where there is no oxygen.
1: Well, right, yeah. So uh, the oxygen is of course artificial space space. Did you, <laughs> oh, did, did I you, just do the thing? You did though? the thing, yeah.
2: Well, it
0: wasn't that. If there's no oxygen, there's not going to be any humans up there to do the drugs anyway. <laughs> wow. Well, so it's a
1: moot point. Aliens, not just, not just I don't in know space, but okay. in space space. 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 Yes.
2: I'll just leave.
1: <laughs> Don't leave. We Star- need the comic relief. Star Trek, space, space, nine. Uh, so, like, just the headline alone was like, well... It's intriguing. Okay, right. So, how... Okay. So, it,
0: it goes see, on you to sneak say... sneak your edibles in your underwear
1: in your spacesuit, man. I'm thinking you gotta go even, like, lighter than that. Like, you you can't really have, like, marijuana edibles. No, you'd probably have to have, like, a tincture. Okay, right, something that's highly concentrated because it, space is of a premium in space, right? I don't mean outer space. Yeah. I'm talking okay. about like right. the size it of things that you abundant. can carry uh, is a premium, Okay, right? Like to bring like a book into outer space, like you could better use that space for a tablet that yeah. has thousands of books on it, right? That kind of a thing, right? You so just be-
0: bring the stuff in powdered form.
1: Well, okay, sure, you know, (laughs) I would be space space.
2: Do you think you'd get more high or less high
1: in space? That is a good question. Or would it be the same? Mm
2: -hmm. I don't know. I've never tried it. Uh,
1: It does say uh, it's best to avoid sparking up a doobie on a spaceship, (laughs) but there are other ways to consume substances in the cosmos. I don't like... Elon Musk will figure this out. (laughs) Have you read this? No. Is that what it says? <laughs> the, first, the first sentence says, after SpaceX founder Elon Musk <laughs> smoked a blunt on Joe Rogan's podcast in 2018, oh, man. astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson was happy to cut him some slack. Let the man get high if he wants to get high, Tyson told TMZ.
6: Did you or someone you love work, live, or serve at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988? If you or someone you know lived, served, or worked at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1988 and has cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, they are entitled to compensation. To see if they are eligible, they need to call Liberty Legal. Contaminants in the drinking water have led to these serious diseases, and legislation is now available for veterans and family members who may qualify for financial help from the government. There may be a time deadline, so don't wait. Call 888-918-1037. Anyone that has lived, worked, or served at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1988 and has had cancer, Parkinson's disease, or another serious health issue, the money is already set aside. 888-918-1037. 888-918-1037.
1: If you want to get high in space, lock yourself in your cabin and don't come out because you could break stuff inadvertently, according to uh, Tyson.
2: Again, the same in on land.
1: <laughs> if you want to get high in space. What happened to the toilet tube? There are some other issues to consider. Reporting on Tyson's comments, Live Science suggested that sparking up a doobie would pose a serious hazard in the oxygen-rich environment of a space station, especially since fire burns and spreads unpredictably in zero gravity. Just do it in the airlock. Uh, Chamber the airlock and then open the outer
3: door.
0: Killing you? No, (laughs) because you chamber in the airlock and then you go back in and you open the outer door. Oh, right. And then let the smoke out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So far, this sounds like how to not get high in space. <laughs> <So far.
1: laughs> We've had better ideas in the article already. A 2020 article in Fire Technology noted that the fire risk in a spacecraft is more challenging than most terrestrial locations due to inevitable use of polymers and potential ignition sources in cramped quarters, limited resources for fire response, and limited evacuation strategy. Right. If you accidentally set the spaceship on yeah, fire, you don't really have many there's, options. There's no space fire department going to come and put it out, right? There's a
0: designated smoking zone in space all of a sudden. <laughs> Smokers, you go over there.
1: <laughs> there's the uh, the International Space Station, and then there's the International Smoking Space Station. <laughs> Partly for those reasons, smoking is prohibited in the Internet International Space Station, and it was not allowed on the Apollo moon mission either. So if you want to get high in space, modes of administration that do not involve combustion... Such as swallowing, vaping, snorting, etc., seem preferable. Yeah, see, we nailed it. Space travel also may require a dose adjustment. So they're talking yeah. about, you know, uh, can you get more high, less high, whatever. Although there is not much research on the subject, a 2017 review in the European 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 Journal of Pharmaceutical Sciences noted that space flight alters human physiology in ways that may change the pharmacokinetics and/or pharmacodynamics. Of medications used by astronauts sounds like if we want to follow the science we're gonna to have to do some experiments in this field it is prudent to be aware of which drug laws national notionally apply beyond earth's
0: atmosphere it better be none of them because <laughs> screw those guys who think they have any jurisdiction outside of earth's atmosphere oh government
1: believes they own
0: outer space okay well, th- then they can send a tr- cop to come and try to enforce
1: that one.
2: <laughs> Isn't it like uh, international waters?
1: <laughs> wasn't Wasn't there a, uh, a Tesla meme with like the astronaut, like cop standing next to the Tesla, was there? trying oh, to write ahead. a ticket or something? One. Jesus. Yeah, anyway, uh, under the 1967 Outer Space Treaty, <laughs> I I was unaware. That <laughs> I did this an Outer Space Treaty. I was not a part of this. Uh, it does not apply to me. I was not. You'll find in- my information was- nowhere on that document. From the United Nations, Office for Outer Space Affairs, Treaty on Principles Governing the Activities of States in the Exploration and Use of Outer Space, Including the Moon and Other Celestial Bodies. What a D-bag organization,
0: right? Preemptively creating right? rules and then claiming dom- you know dominion over that rule set.
1: The Outer Space Treaty was considered by the Legal Subcommittee in 1966. An agreement was reached in the General Assembly in the same year. So that's all I'm going to read about the actual... uh, Was
2: this common knowledge? Like, I'm wondering if this was one of those things that was, like, done in secret?
1: 1967? You know, it's like the same
2: with aliens. It's like, you know, did you...
1: This was probably... Aliens
2: was like a big, big secret. Like, we can't talk about the aliens, and then just very casually we have, like, Obama or Biden or somebody was like, oh, yeah, there's now aliens. Now, this was probably blah, blah, blah. highly
1: publicized in an effort to get to a point where we could build an international space station, right? So this was probably lauded and, you know, put in, in 1967, Well, right? th- yeah. their jurisdiction extends
0: there. to and no further beyond the international space station which they built, if anything...
1: Under the 1967 Outer Space Treaty, according to a 2019 essay by Daniel Ireland Piper, an expert in international law at the Australian National University. That guy's got more titles than I do, Jesus. <laughs> Quote, a spacefaring criminal would generally be subject to the law of the country of which they are a citizen or the country abroad. I'm sorry, of the country aboard whose registered spacecraft the crime was committed what in the deuce because the treaty grants that country authority over any personnel thereof so if you're on a u.s space station and you know you punch your boss in the face you know you could be prosecuted for assault i guess make a make a run for the escape pod (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting out of here nasa claims to own Outer space. They claim that if you, as a private individual, send a private rocket uh, past the atmosphere and take a picture of you know Earth and space, uh, that they own it. That's their copyright, and you can't have it. You
2: this know the- why? Because space is fake. It's not real.
1: Flat space. <laughs> this is the closest I've
0: been to cussing on air. I'm like fired up on the inside. Of the sheer chutzpah of and audacity of NASA. To make such an outrageous, bodacious claim yeah. over that NANSA, I take a picture of the
1: stars and NASA goes like, nope, that's ours. Yeah. Pay me. Well, well no. And, and I think it was specifically because it was taken, like, sort of pointing back at Earth. Who cares? Right. I, I know. I'm with so you. So NASA
2: my, owns Earth?
0: My rocket, my camera, my film, my digital data. Right. I buy everything and no, they go, nope. We're the only ones that can monetize that.
7: Right.
2: Well, I'm sure there's a law against being able to shoot a rocket up that high, because if you want to even have a drone, you need a, a drone license if it's too big. So I'm sure you would need a I mean, rocket above the atmosphere. There's all license. sorts of
1: there's all sorts of like amateur rocketeers clubs and that yeah. kind of a thing. So I don't know what they have to go through to, you know, launch their amateur rockets into space or whatever, but I mean even so, let's just say they they got their license. Yeah. They paid the government their fee, right? The picture should be theirs.
2: Yeah, you would think. Period.
0: Well, okay, but if they paid their license and got paid their fees and got their license, there might be a term of service in there somewhere that mm. we retain all claims. It could uh, be all... some tomfoolery. Yeah. Yep. So don't buy the license. Don't you know? Don't, just send your rocket up there, take your pictures, because that's what free human beings do.
1: Ireland Piper adds that the term personnel is not defined. Within the UN, and this raises questions as to what the case might be for private citizens, such as an Australian space tourist flying aboard a US registered spacecraft. A Canadian citizen on a Canadian spacecraft presumably would not be breaking any laws if he packed marijuana edibles, which are legal in Canada, but a US citizen on a US spacecraft would be violating federal law if he did the same thing, even if he brought the goodies from a state-licensed store and boarded in a jurisdiction where marijuana possession was locally legal. So you get on your rocket in Colorado, where recreational marijuana is legal, you bought some edibles at the marijuana store, and you get on a rocket because it's a federal offense. The feds apparently you know, uh, think that they own I think you. we need a
0: graphic artist to put together the space Jolly Roger so we could go ahead and hoist a pirate flag and have no jurisdiction where there ought not be any jurisdiction to begin with.
1: Apollo astronauts, for example, had access to the stimulant uh, dexedrine or dextroamphetamine, the opioid analgesic uh, Demerol and scoplamine, which in low doses can be used to treat motion sickness at higher doses, though. Uh, Scopolamine, aka Devil's Breath, can yeah. induce delirium-like hallucinations, hyperactivity, N- altered affective states, and amnesia.
2: That's putting it lightly. Scopolamine, <laughs> in high doses, even in lower doses, basically, I watched a whole documentary about this. <laughs> basically, you in certain countries where it's was it doc- goes on trees. What's the
1: documentary about? You. No. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> no.
2: So I forget which country it was, but there's a country where it grows on trees, basically, and a lot of like criminals and other people use it because if you even smell it or lace someone with it, they basically have the amnesia, like they mentioned. But you can also tell them to do anything you want them to do. And this is a real thing, too. You can basically tell them to do anything, like take me back to your apartment and give me all the money you have and all the stuff. And they will do it.
1: I think we found a new mistletoe for this Mm -hmm. holiday season. I'm glad yeah. you're more
0: lighthearted about it because I'm surprised it's not already in the water supply
1: uh, right
2: I mean well and that's why I'm so concerned if it because it makes, makes
1: you susceptible to suggestion like that yeah.
7: yeah
2: yeah and it's it's really if in stronger doses I mean you can literally get people to do anything at all and they will just do it and not only will they just do it they will forget all about it so they won't even be able to
1: move over roofies yeah yeah that's no it's, it's
2: Basically roofies, except way worse. Hey, does this rag
1: smell like... <laughs> does this smell like scoplamine to you? <laughs> is that where scope, the, the breath... Uh, the, mouthwash? Know, the mouthwash? Is, okay. that, is that you know short for scoplamine? New, mm. new marketing for scope. Mm. The effects are often unpleasant, which help explain why the drug has never been very popular as a recreational intoxicant. The space station has supplies of hydrocodone, Vicodin, instead of uh, m- m- meparidine, uh, lorazepam, and benzodiazepine used to relieve anxiety and insomnia, and modafinil, mine- uh, m- a stimulant oh. used to treat excessive sleepiness. Uh, yeah, so it's got yeah. a bunch of drugs. Yep. Yeah,
2: adivan in space.
1: They do mention the word psychonauts, which I believe is a stoned astronaut. Okay, thought it was a video game, but all right, we'll go with Stone Age. It could just be somebody who's on, uh, you know, psychoactive drugs. Okay, right, exploring the world of psychoactive pharmaceuticals, man makes you a psychonaut, right? Or you're exploring people who are psycho. <laughs> you're a psychonaut. Uh, at any rate, that's uh, pretty much you know the the drugs in space article. I uh, I'm in favor of drugs in space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, why not? Personal responsibility, man. Of course. It's an expensive bill if you burn down the space station. All things in moderation, right? But, you know, um, think about, like, going to a space station, right? You go through all this training. You're stuck in these cramped-ass quarters for Lord knows how long, right, until your assignment is, is over, right? You know, what are you going to do? you Are going to, like, in your spare time, because you do get some, you know, you're going to read a book. You're going to, you know, you should be able to get high once in a while. Yeah. they're probably they probably don't have booze right so it's not like you can mm-hmm. do shots or whatever maybe they do so just know, just but, no combustion drugs right right yeah, yeah nothing you need to fire up yeah so to speak to do right yeah so so uh, powders pills yeah. yeah you know uh vaping i guess they said was cool i don't know doesn't vaping require a spark though i don't know if it well it's definitely well, heats it yeah. I don't know. yeah they
2: have a coil in there but yeah. i don't know
1: so I'd, I'd even be wary of that yeah uh, with so many other options yeah. Although you probably could build a space bong <laughs> with like the bull and and the element encased in, you know, some sort of a shroud that was isolated from the rest of it, you know? Uh I don't know. Like right next to the toilet tube. You know who needs to comment on this is stoners, because stoners when they get high are very uh engineering yeah. apt. Right. They stoners, figure... in <laughs> stoners in space. Stoners in space. Oh, once upon a time, uh, we built a four-foot water bong, and by we, it was like oh, wow. me and some of my friends, and we, we named it uh, King Bong. Okay. And then uh, we smoked out of it. <laughs> and then we found a 10-foot piece that we could use, and wow. we were high already, and we were like, hey, man, let's just repeat the process, but make a 10-foot bong, man. And so we did, and we named it you, Aqualung. You would nice. think
2: the... Uh... The smoke would be stale by the time it gets to you. It
1: was. And it, and it and it took, like, three of us to get the smoke to the top. Right. And we had to put it... Yeah, you have uh, to, like,
2: take turns. All right, your We turn. had to
1: lean it in a stairway yeah. of an old barn, right? Because there's, like, a stairway up to the loft. Yeah, one lean person's
2: it. at the bottom lighting it.
1: One person's at the bottom lighting it, another guy's at the top. And you had to, like, kind of run down the stairs, to switch spots to get it. And then when you did hit it, it was stale. Yeah. And, but it was huge. So, like, I had uh, what I like to call uncontrollable pot laugh. Uh, I I hit it, and then I just sort of, like, ended up on the ground because of the coughing was so harsh, and then I just couldn't stop laughing. Let's go to Tom in California. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: I heard that it's very emotional. Once you get in low-Earth orbit, that it's a really interesting experience just to look down at Earth. And uh, I was wondering if someone might sneak some drugs on the space shuttle or whatever. Or, you know, some people use drugs to enhance their music-making ability. Right. And maybe they could send someone up there, an artist,
4: um, and, and try. And
1: get them high and then there. make them write a song or something? I'm, I- I'll volunteer. <laughs> you want to send me into <laughs> space and get me high? I'll write a song while I'm up there. It's fine. I mean,
2: that would be a wild trip.
1: I mean, technically, uh, once you leave uh, the Earth's atmosphere, you are really high already. Yeah. yeah technically like technically i guess
0: i'm trying to think of like the the cost benefit analysis right space tourism is what you know tens of millions of dollars yep. to send people who want to go up there you yep. you know and then you, you so you're going to spend that kind of money as a tourist and like you know what i'm gonna try to get this joint through security <laughs> right right and also like no refunds man like, yeah
2: was it worth it <laughs> was it worth it
5: <laughs>
1: tom your thoughts
2: You know, well, they monitor your heartbeat when you're up
5: there and stuff. But I was thinking you could start off with a couple tequila sunrise, you know, and (laughs) um, move into whatever your drug of choice may happen to be. That's all.
1: (laughs) Sounds like a good time. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Oh, yes. I'm looking around um, at different townhomes and so forth, and the one that I notice is that the newer ones, the new townhomes are just, Two units put together, sharing a wall. Mm-hmm. They pretty much faced out. the The old ones were like four units. Right. The older ones. So I guess I guess that didn't wasn't flying too well. With the ones in the middle, they probably have like two neighbors on both sides, and they don't have that window on the one side.
1: Right. So so townhomes and uh, both types that you're describing, whether it's one building with two units or one building with four, six units, whatever it is. Uh, they only differ from apartments in name, right? Because apartments are kind of the same thing. I've seen apartment complexes where there's just a bunch of buildings with two units all next to each other. I've heard people use the term condo here as well, right? Condominiums are where you sort of own it, but you're subject to a homeowners association. So you own an apartment. The British okay. equivalent would be a British equivalent would be a flat. I own a well, flat.
0: Okay, but right? the, w- the building that they're describing, right, where I'm from,
1: yeah. we would call a townhouse. Townhouses usually right. have two levels, generally speaking. And so i heard condos, the opposite though.
0: about condos. Because you know, in Hawaii, the condos, the condos, condos are be, like high rises. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know.
1: But I've, here. I've lived in both condos and townhomes, and I mean they're basically apartments. Sarah, I have a question for you. If one of these buildings that takes uh, multiple units and puts them together, whether it's two units, four units, twelve units, whatever it is, uh, if it if it's putting these units together. Shouldn't they be called togetherments?
4: I don't know about that. I, I don't know what the difference is, but they are a different from apartments. Is that Apartments, you got neighbors on top of you, below you, beside you. Because, I mean, they're, they're just like...
1: Right, but nobody's really like apart. Doctors. They're together.
2: Well, not necessarily, because some apartments, especially around here where we have a lot of older homes that are converted into apartments, yeah. sometimes it's just like three or four apartments in one building. Keeps so. your neighbors
1: apart. We have uh, Mr. Jason Henza calling from, where are you at, Arizona?
5: I'm in Arizona right now. I'm calling to talk about the grid down situation as far as uh, spending Bitcoin or what kind of currency we'd use and stuff like that. kind of triggered the thought that I was reading in the comments uh, up on one of your broadcasting uh, channels here online. And um, I I work for Anarchapoco every year, and I, I beam Internet into the middle of the jungle. So there's no internet source anywhere. So I do a site-to-site microwave beaming internet nice. going into the jungle with several routers all over the, the grounds where I do it from with several antennas. And in fact, like when people are making Bitcoin transactions into that jungle, nowhere near any kind of internet transmission, it actually travels more than 20 kilometers away to go ahead and complete their Bitcoin transactions in that area.
1: So is what you're doing uh, known as mesh networking? Yes. Okay. Just
5: we to... set up a mesh network in the jungle, <laughs> which is pretty awesome. I, I, I'm actually, you know, very excited about that kind of technology that we're just able to go out in the middle of nowhere and just beam the Internet in and be able to use it whenever you want.
1: That sounds awesome. How do you power these routers? Solar?
5: Yeah, I, I actually have a 300-watt solar power on my van. On site, at um, on site, we actually have uh, grid power, mm-hmm. but at, they don't. These are routers; they don't take a lot of power to power them up. So, like it's it's not a ton of juice that we're running through it. So, and take like maybe a hundred watt or something like that max.
1: Does weather affect the performance?
5: In my experience, no. Uh, maybe on a rare occasion, when the rain is really, really like coming down, you might get a delay or a lag in the internet speeds. But usually, generally, we'll get 100 megabits up and 100 megabits down, and um, you know it's pretty solid. It's it's very awesome.
0: So I guess I hear you, and I don't know if this I don't know what that does in a grid down situation,
5: right? Because- oh, right. So yeah, like like there was just you know in more stricken areas, you have spots where internet and power is out and stuff like that. You can actually beam or broadcasting uh internet signals if you want to and if it's out down for a long period of time right uh people will have the ability to recover and actually use the tools around them to set but it up there's um, the the detractors
0: yeah, it, the detractors and the hard money people the the cash is king people will you know will always say like well what happens if the electricity and the internet just gets turned off then what are you going to do and, I, and I think my,
5: everyone's going to be a problem because they're all going to be trying to spend their, their plastic cards, and they're not going to swipe, and no one's going to get any transactions. Right. Through that's, anyway. that's
0: always been my response was, well, you got bigger problems in that case, right? Like, cash, yeah, cash it, it, isn't going to do sounds, much because most of the
1: banking system is, you know, digital anyway. All the Internet is is a whole bunch of smaller devices connected via data. Right. Whether it's wireless or wired. And so let's just say that some governments, the United States, for example, uh, had a way to turn off the existing Internet. Like China or North Korea, perhaps. Well, all that needs happen is people put up a whole bunch. You decentralize the Internet. Right. And now you've got communities putting up all their own mesh networks like Jason's talking about. And you connect them all to each other. And that is the new Internet for them
0: with much less access than the greater Internet in
1: total. Well, currently, but at at some point, all of that you know technology uh, continues to grow, right? More people develop and you know come up with solutions for speeds and all that kind of stuff. Like it's already there; it's already a technology that exists, right? So, if somebody did have like a magic switch to turn it off, it wouldn't be that difficult to build a new network, okay? And then call that the next internet or something like that.
0: I'm okay. Absolutely, in, in principle, generally yes, but in China, right? The Great Firewall of China is a thing. And so the vast majority of the population doesn't access the whole Internet. Right. They access China's smaller Internet. Right. right. And there are the, you know, the handful, the small percentage of hackers and enthusiasts that are able to penetrate the firewall right. and get the real information from the rest of the world. Right. But if, you know, a, a country can do that, mm-hmm. and again, you're talking about, you know, libertarian-sized, you know, activists being able to access the real thing, the rest of the people are shut out. And there's, there's no good way or easy way around that. How are they going to get the information on how to build a mesh network Well, if they're cut
1: off from just, the access to it, that information? What that does is it creates a value proposition, right? The people who have the access, have the knowledge, have the ability, now become more valuable, and now they can market their products and services to those who don't. Maybe, because you got to be careful about that in places like China. Of course. It's all underground. It would be underground here in the yeah. United States, too. So. Okay. Uh,
5: Yeah, it it basically says on the internet right now, they just use VPNs to get around the Great Firewall of China.
1: If your drugs go missing, who do you blame? Uh, The rats. In New York, anyway. (laughs) Or no, I'm sorry, India? Is this India as in the country, or Indian as in, like, a reservation? Let's see. Probably the country. It looks that way. Police blame rats for missing cannabis.
2: Oh, I have heard this one before. (laughs) Ridiculous! I have
1: not. Indian officers claim rodents ate hundreds of kilograms of cannabis stored as evidence. That's mm. how you knew it was the the
0: Indian Indians. I, I was thinking
1: New York kilograms. because. Oh right, yeah. I was thinking New York because what yeah. city has the largest rats and yeah. rat problem? Well, of any city, right? yeah. oh. well I mean, mm, what do I mean? I mean the well. How do I say that without? How do I exclude tyrants from <laughs> from the, the term rats? I don't know how to do that. It's impossible to separate the two. <laughs> well, never mind then. I guess there's no difference. All right. Uh, Indian police service officials have pointed to fearless mice as being the culprits responsible fearless. for the disappearance of hundreds of So not of even kilograms. rats. Hey, rats want to get high too,
0: man. Some people distinguish between mice and rats.
1: I understand. Uh, yeah. I do distinguish between the two okay mice are way better than rats uh, like if if you own a house and you have mice mm. that's one thing if yeah. you own a house and you have rats that's a whole different thing man okay
2: i actually know people right now as we speak that are selling their house because they got they found a rat and they were like well you know it's like might as well set the whole thing on fire like we're selling it and we're buying a condo
1: <laughs> burn it down yeah. build a new one true or story yeah, yeah uh yeah mice are, are a different thing there's treatments for that and uh you know exterminators have techniques and you know you can do things to your house to sort of uh, get it's new hampshire most places there are mice they exist yeah. it's not you know they're around but in a in a big city like new york where you have like sewer rats the size of small dogs yeah okay. no like thanks. jesus man we've got uh, david calling from kansas david you are on free talk live
5: Pleasure as always. Thank you for taking my call. Always love listening to your show.
1: Thanks. Always What's on your happy. mind?
5: So I want to talk about the persecution that Kanye was. Oh, for
1: speak,
5: for speaking his mind and speaking the truth.
1: So you believe that Kanye West is being persecuted for speaking his mind? I thought I got deep stated for a I second do. there.
5: I, I absolutely believe that he is being persecuted for speaking his mind, which. He's not, no one can change my mind to tell me that Kanye West has said anything that is anti Semitic. Recently.
2: um i mean he literally made a twitter post i i can't quote it because i don't know exactly what it was when i wake but up I know i'm was... going
0: defcon 3 on the
2: jews yeah that sounds pretty anti-semitic <laughs> and i i so he was on oh i can't remember the podcaster's name he's a very famous podcaster rogan um no it was but the guy no. was on rogan but anyways okay. um uh friedman Anyways, yeah. so he he had a conversation. He had Kanye West on his podcast, and he had a conversation with him, and kind of pulled more information out of Kanye. And and apparently, what his intention wasn't necessarily anti-Semitic. He was uh, allegedly talking about a specific person, something like that, but. His t- the tweet itself was, I would consider it to be anti-Semitic. Whether he meant of, it that way or not, that's how it came across to the majority of people. If
0: you're talking about one that's specific it, but, person, you don't go death contour exactly. on the entire group collectively.
2: But he's clearly, well, there's, I don't know if he's being manic or if he has bipolar or if it's some other deep state stuff that's, you know, more, oh, he's being bingo. poisoned and, you know, led to, like, they're...
7: They scumpled him and made him do it. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free talk Live's Amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.